What's yeah. going on, guys? My name is Jake. That's Jesus. This is your Body Comp Prescription, where we help you navigate through all things health and fitness. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at BodyComPRX. We are not doctors or nutritionists, so please keep that in mind as we start the conversation. Jesus, what are we talking about today for episode three? Yeah, guys, what's going on? Welcome back. Uh, episode three, we're actually going to be talking about work, workout programs, the do's and don'ts, uh, what to look for when you're looking for a workout program. Um, yeah, let's get right into it. Cool. I think the best place to start when we're talking about uh, programming um, and when you're looking for a program is to identify what your goals are and what you're looking to get out of a program. Uh, a lot of times people don't think about those things. They just hear about a program that so-and-so used and that worked for them, but that doesn't necessarily fit what they're looking for. So establish your goals and what you're trying to get out of a program. Uh, so if you're trying to build muscle, find a program that's centered around trying to build muscle. Um, you know, don't, don't try and do something that's not what you're looking for because you won't get the result that you're looking for. Um, with that said, um, the reason why you would want to use a program is because it just kind of makes everything a lot simpler. Uh, if let's say you're not so interested in training, um, it just makes it so that way every day or however many uh, days that you're training for, it gives you a goal to hit, uh, at whatever frequency your, your program says to do it at. So if you're working out four days a week, it'll tell you what to do uh, on each of those days. And that's all you got to worry about is hitting your numbers basically. So it makes it a lot simpler. And I think it's a super underrated part of training for sure. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, a good program should include uh, obviously those workouts. So however many days uh, the workout calls for, um, but it should also include uh, progression over time, recovery and maintenance work to help you, uh, you know, prevent injury. Uh, but it should also most importantly count for your personal capabilities and your limitations, I would say. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I think that's very important. Um, when Jake says uh, progression over time, you're talking about like progression overload. Uh, when you're when you guys are doing these workout programs or signing up for these workout programs, you should really look at the uh, the long term of this program, right? So is this program increasing in uh, stress for your body? Is stress being good stress? You know, um, from day one to like midday, midday um, through your workout program, is it getting harder? Is it, are you increasing the quality of your reps? Are you increasing the amount of reps you're doing? Um, is it getting progressively harder? It's a good thing um, you want that to happen. Um, Jake's mentioned recovery and maintenance work um, as far as rest periods. All those are really, really good. I think they get overlooked a lot. Um, stretching and mobility work. Uh, that's actually very, very important, right? So you want to make sure your program includes that stuff. You want to look at the kind of, um, what, what kind of stretching and mobility work it's having to do prior to your sets. Uh, this maintenance work, it's kind of, it's very important because it kind of sets uh, the foundational, uh, you know, structure to your workout programs. You know, for me, for example, I always like to use myself as an example. Um, I know my shoulders are not the strongest, right? Um, they actually suffer from a lot of, you know, just I, I've neglected them for a long time. So now whenever I do shoulder work, if I know today is a shoulder exercise, I know I need to take those five, 10 extra minutes to warm, warm them up 
uh, but while I'm warming them up, I'm also kind of, you know, it's a small little exercise for them because you got to build those. You, I know my shoulders aren't strong enough, so I got to build that foundation on my shoulders before I'm expected to, you know, do a shoulder press in the gym with a lot of weight because I know that's not realistic. Um, another thing that gets overlooked when it's signing on a program has to do with the promises and expectations that it says it will provide. Are they actually achievable goals? Right? Yeah, yeah I think a lot of times uh, programs may promise certain things like how much weight you, it says it's uh, going to make you lose or how much muscle it's going to promise that you build um, and, you know, things like that. And I think those are uh, unfortunately um, kind of marketing tactics to help kind of help sell the program, which, you know, you, I'm sure everyone kind of understands why you would do that. But what that does is it leads to a lot of people who get uh, disappointed by their uh, their results and like all the work that they put in they said oh man I was going to lose 30 pounds and I only ended up losing 20 what's what's the deal you know I, I'm missing out on 10 pounds here you know it's like yeah. you're getting cheated almost and um, you know just that shouldn't be your main indicator of a good program but you should take that into account for sure uh, mm -hmm. because that's that's not always going to lead you down the the best path if you're going solely on promises because if my goal was to lose weight, I would just look for the program that says the basically the exact number of weight that I was looking to lose. And I would just mm -hmm. get that one. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, I do. I, I think that's funny you say that because I actually have a story here. So um, for the sake of the podcast, I'm not going to say their names, but let's just say person A and person B, right? Uh, person A and B started a uh, workout regimen, um, same time, same day, um, same so it was like a boot camp kind of class, right? So they started on the same exact day. They're doing the same exact exercise. This uh, boot camp actually gives you a pamphlet that breaks down each meal, what to eat, like to the T, and at what time, how much water to drink. Everything is broken down. You, I think it's a, it was a great, uh, great step for those who wanted to get into work, working out. But yeah. get this, person A and person B had different results, right? Uh, person A ended up losing... I think the workout program promised uh, to lose 20 pounds in uh, X amount of weeks. Person A lost it. Person B maybe lost two pounds in those uh, that same amount of weeks, right? And so when you look into that, it's like, what happened? Both of them claimed they, they ate exactly what it was told. They both worked out the same amount of times. They did the same exact exercise, the same amount of reps. But what was the difference? Um, I think that just kind of goes back into uh, one workout program probably being tailored to more to one individual person a and then maybe person b you know they were maybe already exposed to working out that hard or maybe they're even their caloric deficit wasn't you know that aggressive maybe to them to their normal daily habits it was only a small decrease whereas it should have been a bigger decrease right yeah i, th I think that's a really good example of the same thing not working for every single person because mm -hmm. Um, even though they did, uh, they were given the exact instructions on what to do and how to do it, the, everything that's happening in their bodies is different from person to person. So uh, I think I, I, got a, I got a really good example of this. Like when, uh, when I used to be a trainer, you, you have to tailor things to the individual. Um, if you don't, you can get results, but not as good of results as you want, right? So this, this individual, she, 
she came to me and she was, uh, she was a little bit on the older side. She was uh, upwards of 70, I believe. And the first thing she said to me when we met was, I don't like working out. Uh, I, I'm just here because I know I need to be. And, you know, like that, she put it all out on the table for me. And I was like, cool, that's great. Um, but what are you trying to work on? So establishing her goals and figuring out what it is that she's trying to do. And she's just like, uh, I'm just trying to exercise. But as we kept going, she got more excited about training on her own but she came to me and said, I would love to do a pull-up and a push-up at over 70 years old. And I think we can agree that even if we're able to do those things, those are some of the hardest exercises to master just because it's your own body manipulation. And, you know, it, it takes a lot of practice and strength in order to do those things. And when someone says that at 70 years old, that got me so hyped up and wanted it, it, it made me want to do it, get it done. So after that, we tailored her training to getting those things done along the way with a higher priority. And uh, before we finished training, she ended up moving away. So um, we were able to get done push-ups. So she came to me not being able to do a push-up and we were able to get done sets of 10 worth of push-ups. Uh, pretty much wow. on on demand, which is super impressive. Um, but as far as the pull-ups go, uh, we were tapering it back to her capabilities because she couldn't do a full pull-up yet. So, you know, I can't just keep throwing her on the pull-up bar until she does a pull-up. Um, we were doing an assisted machine when we had a gym available to us. Um, and then we transferred over to uh, my my personal gym, my private gym. And we were using bands as uh, added assistance. We were working on dead hangs, just getting her grip strength up and working on um, managing her own weight. And then uh, we did uh, eccentric loaded pull-ups and so on and so forth to the point where she was getting about 75% of the way up, but controlling all of the way down. So that's a, I think that's a really good example of how a program should be because she said what her goals were and we made the program specific to what she wanted to do. And I can, I can tell you that she was very happy with all of her results that she got. And that's, I think the, the main takeaway from that. Yeah, dude, I, I just remembered, um, I'm, I'm actually gonna put myself out there right now. Uh, when I was training in college with Jake, I couldn't do a pull-up. The first, the first mm -hmm. time I started working out with Jake, I couldn't do a pull-up, right? And you should have seen from day one to the very last day, right? Um, we, every single day, not every single day, but every single time we were working on these pull-ups, it was something different and it progressively got harder um, for me. And then before you realized it, I was able to do a pull-up. Like the movement was just a lot smoother than, um, than day one. So I think that was really cool. Um, and yeah, I just think that's a really great example of the program progressing over time. For sure. Yeah. You know, I think uh, communication is really important as far as success goes also in a program. You know, I, I just mentioned my story of how we reestablished goals like midway through already working with each other. And I think that's really important because as the, the coach or the trainer, 
you you need that feedback in order to know if your client is happy um, and still receiving the results that they were they were trying to get. But also, you know, if you don't have a coach or a trainer, you should still be looking for some sort of support in the in the sense that, you know, if you're buying a you know a cookie cutter program, not necessarily that's a bad thing, but if you're just buying a program off of someone's website or anything like that, um, there are other people that have probably used that same program and have had the same problems that you may be encountering. And you wanna find those people so that way they can help you get through uh, whatever, whatever issue is in your way. Because a lot of times when those programs get put out there, they're not for, um, they don't have like customer service or um, they don't usually offer you like email to, you know, get feedback and help you individually. It's more so just to try and push it out there. But, yeah. um, you know, it's not meant for you. It's kind of what I'm getting out there. So you have to find other people that have dealt with the same things that you have. You know, mm -hmm. I, a lot of times, like I'll go on, I'll go on TikTok and I am involved in like the fitness side of TikTok. So, um, <laughs> but, you know, I'll see someone, um, I'll, I'll see someone do like a, uh, home chest workout, right? Like they're, they're promoting a home chest workout and um, they say, do these five exercises to grow your chest at home, right? But you're watching the video and it's five different variations of push-ups. It's a regular push-up, an incline push-up, a decline push-up, one hand elevated, the other one not elevated. And if you can't do a push-up, that won't work for you. And that's why like again, reiterating that you need to find one that fits your capabilities is, is important, you know, because if you can't do any of those things uh, that the program is calling for, it, it won't, it won't do what you want it to do, I would say. Yeah, and I think that's, that's really good. Um, I think another thing we could mention is, we can, and we can't stress this enough, you got to do something you like right so jake mentioned last episode if you were watching jake mentioned he's not a runner he doesn't like running at all that's not his go-to that's not his forte right yep. so if you hate running don't make don't sign up for a workout program that involves running that's not going to work for you um you know do something you enjoy and if you know if you don't know what you like right now at the moment that's totally okay too you know go ahead go ahead and experiment and when you find something that works for you stick with that do that, find a workout program that's uh, meant for that. Um, I think a really good example is when Jake and I, we, uh, we took, we had its college class, right? We took it two different times, but this professor said the same lines all the time, right? He yep. was always saying, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna throw a runner into the pool and have them do pool exercises, right? Yep. Cause that's counterintuitive. That's not, what, that's not what they are. That's not what they do. That's not what they need. Um, yeah. So that could, that, that's that's always funny that he always said that because it's so true you got to do what you like and do what works for you yeah it, definitely because that covers two important things it's if they're uh, if it doesn't fit their goals one you shouldn't be like the if the runner is looking to get better at running you don't put them at the, in a pool because it's not going to help them with running one but two if they're already a runner I would guess that they enjoy running and that's what they're more meant to stick with and that's what they enjoy. So that that's a really, those are two really important points that I think um, you can take away from that, you know, dumb little story that I know makes us laugh, but um, 
you know, it, it, it can carry over for everyone else as well. But I think what I, I want to finish up with is the something that I see a lot is that people will pick a program um, from, you know, influencer XYZ doesn't matter uh, or where they got it from. But a lot of times they get the program because they're um, excited to start and they don't know where to start. So they just grab a program, right? But then, you know, a couple days in, a week in, they realize that that program isn't meant for them because they, you know, didn't um, establish those things that we talked about earlier, like what your goals are, uh, what your limitations and your capabilities are, um, and kind of like what results you're looking for. Um, they, they didn't think about those things before getting into that program. So they jump ship and pick a different program um, midway through. I think that's a huge mistake personally. Obviously, if you know, you should you should be doing those things before, right? Like um, establishing your goals and all that, right? That I just said. But um, assuming you did all that, you should stick a program out all the way through. Because if you're jumping from program to program because you like this influencer's chest day and you like another one's leg day, like I, I think that you're significantly you're you're dividing your effort all over the place and you won't know what works for you because you didn't stick with it long enough. You know, if you're doing a 12 week program, yeah, 12 weeks may sound like a long time, but in the grand scheme of things, 12 weeks isn't that isn't that long, you know? And I think what you should do is you should stick it out for the full 12, take what you like from the program that you started and then take that into whatever next program you're trying to look for. Um, so you learned what you enjoyed and then you're taking that onto the next one because again, you will not see results uh, from a, an individual program if you keep jumping back and forth. And I think that's doing um, a big disservice to whoever created the, the, the program because I'm a strong believer in most of them work if you follow them um, to a T for the most part. Um, yeah, yeah. But again, this is assuming that you you um, took into account all the things that we, we talked about earlier before picking a program. Mm -hmm. And you could even say that, um, how, we, how we mentioned in the previous episode, this like, this is a long-term thing. This isn't just a 12-week thing. Like 12 exactly. weeks would be nice, but to like, let's just say you lose those 20 pounds in those 12 weeks. After those 12 weeks, you got to find a way to maintain that weight so you don't gain it back. Or if you're trying to build muscle, like, you know, it it takes time. It's not going to be the set amount of time. And you know what? It's it's fine. Like you 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 can do a program for twelve weeks. Let's say you liked it, but it wasn't really your thing. So you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna take those good things about this program and transfer it over to this new program that I have found. Um, and, you know, and that's just kind of the way things are. You know, there's no there's no one th like final answer to everything. You know, everything yeah. is gonna you're just gonna be experimenting this whole time, really, until you find mm -hmm. the exact thing that works for you. Yeah, trial and error is kind of a part of it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's where uh, I want to finish it up. Do you have any anything else you want to add before we, we wrap it up? No, I think we covered really good thing. If, if you guys have any questions, um, go ahead and leave it in the comment section, DM us, you know, we'll be glad to answer any more questions about workout programs. Yeah, all right, guys. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. We'll catch you in the next one. Be sure to follow us at uh, BodyCompRx. And we'll uh, see you next time.
Thanks again for tuning into our podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you who took the time to listen to this week's episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, we would love it if you shared this with someone who would find this helpful. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at BodyCompRx for more tips and information. We'll catch you guys in the next episode.